Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I'm your host, Uncle Steve. And today we have a brand new Iron Maiden story. And this Iron Maiden story is very special. It's very different from any other one I've had. It is easily, well, I think it is, the youngest person that we've ever had on here. Well, let me just introduce this person first before you'll know who it is. I have on the line with me, all the way over in Liverpool, England, I have the Scouse Chatbot 2.0. I have Lauren Laird on the line. Lauren, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Good. Good, good, good. good. So this is the first, obviously. Having, it's, it's, I was almost going to say it's the... uh, Iron Maiden story, daughter version. So this is going to be really interesting to hear because now, actually, we'll probably clear up a few of the lies your dad might have been telling on the show. You know? <laughs> no, no. Anyone who who's listened to the Iron Maiden stories in the past few months, uh, has it been how, how many months ago was your dad's story? <laughs> About three? October, possibly, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So three months from when we're recording. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I recorded that probably with him a month before. So, (laughs) So. all right. Well, first off, uh, thank you for sending your story in because that's how, that's the only way people get the stories on here, you know? It's, it's, yeah. And without people sending them, there wouldn't be. I think when this comes out, I think yours is going to be about the, Almost the six, I think it's like 58 or 59, maybe 60. I can't remember. Um, but that's really, really cool. Um, so let's see here. The first thing I want to comment on. You are probably, because you just started listening to the podcast kind of recently. I remember when you, you came along and um, and I remember saying, oh, yeah, we got a share here from someone uh, named Lauren. And oh, it, it, look, it's another Scouser. We have another Scouser. And then you you message me and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm uh, David's daughter. And it's like, oh, wow, very cool. And uh, and then somewhere along the line, you know, in the next, I think after his story came out and he got a couple of comments about basically just talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and then he immediately just came up with the name. He was the, he said, I'm the Scouse chatbot. And which was so funny to me. I was like, yeah. I, I usually don't give people, I usually don't just, let, let people make their own nicknames up. I like them to come just naturally. And like, you don't want someone to make up a nickname for you if they don't know you at all, because that's probably not going to be a good nickname then. Yeah. <laughs> and when he said that, and I was like, Oh God, that's his nickname. And then I think literally <laughs> it was like the next week you were like, I asked a question about who talked in the family a lot, or would did y'all get a word in? And you were like, actually yeah. me and my mom are worse. And you started calling yourself the scouse chatbot 2.0. So I was like, wow, this is now the nicknames are just falling in. So if your mom ever comes on and does her story, then I guess we'll have to maybe call her, I don't know, 3.0 or. Yeah. As a third one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, okay. First question for you. First question for you. Yeah. What is. What is your first memory of ever hearing Iron Maiden? Yeah, so I've got, well, I've got two probably. Mm -hmm. One was more so where I've heard it, and then one was more so where I've actively sought it out. Mm -hmm. So I think the first time I've ever been exposed to Iron Maiden was when I was younger, and my dad used to sing Different World to me. 
and I, I remember that quite distinctly. But at the time, I was quite young. I didn't really know who Iron Maiden was. Didn't know it was an Iron Maiden song. Just yeah. recognised it as that song. My dad sung to me. That's, was he singing you the chorus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, compared to Bruce, like how good of a job was he doing, really? I mean. um, Yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't too bad. I mean, not not as good as Bruce, but we, we won't tell him that, even though we'll hear it anyway. But right, right. Still, still good. That's really cool. That's really, I mean, that's a really cool one to be singing to. For, and it fits, yeah. it fits kind of singing it to a kid. I could see that, so. That's yeah, cool. I yeah, it's become one of one of a song I hold sentimental value to because of that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Let's see here. Okay, so and now and I tell people you are the, probably the youngest. Uh, I'm not going to say when Lauren was born, <laughs> but uh, she's it was after the the new millennium turned. It wasn't before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's funny. So okay. Not funny. It's just uh, it's really cool, actually. I wish I was uh, I wish I was that young again. <laughs> so I'm sure your dad would agree. So probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. So when you were 11 years old, you were trying to impress your dad, and how did you do that? So basically, at the time, I had a phone where you put basically you put money onto the phone to save up data. So. We were going on quite a long car ride, I think, and I'd saved up enough data to watch like a couple of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So I'd heard my dad talk, obviously, about Iron Maiden and also Metallica, he talks about a lot. So I'd saved up enough data to watch some videos. So I watched a Metallica video, but then I watched Fear of the Dark performed at Rock and Rio. That was the Iron Maiden video I chose, and it was just like, wow that that's all i could think of it was just it was honestly like nothing i'd seen before especially with when all the crowds start joining in sure i was just like who are these people <laughs> you know <laughs> that's really cool that's really really cool so if you watch the video i'm trying to because i mean this, yeah i remember those days it if, if you watched a video like once you watched it was it used up and you couldn't watch it again or were you able to just keep watching it over and over or um, yeah, but it, it's just on YouTube, but it was just because you only had a certain amount of money and then using data would cost money. So uh, yeah, gotcha. obviously, if you kept watching something, your money had run out and you <laughs> wouldn't be able to make any calls or texts for that month. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to use it wisely. Sure, sure, sure. So when you were watching it, was your dad in the car? Did he hear it? Did he hear it playing or what? No, my dad. We were in the car. Me and my mum were in the car with my granddad, so my dad wasn't there. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now I wanted because I wrote down kind of a couple of the way the way that you worded it. You said that when you watched it, you said it blew you away. You said you were mm -hmm. captivated by Bruce and the way he sung it. Yeah. And you said that it was very unique to you at the time. So. Yes. Is there any more elaborating you can say on that as far as like, like what was it about Bruce that you liked the way he sung was just, I get, I assume I know because it's Bruce. But. Yeah. I think, well, for starters, I think his performance, the way he just, he just obviously anytime you watch a video, Bruce, he just throws himself into what he's doing. Mm -hmm. It really is a performance, but his voice specifically, I think the obviously the vibrato in his voice, I found it really unique. I'd never really heard anyone, especially within like metal, I'd argue, like no one 
Yeah. It was like the melodicness of it. And oh, Alexander's, yeah. I, I just, I don't ever remember it and anything like that. And that's what stuck to me too, because anytime I could hear that song in my head, I just heard Bruce. So. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's actually well explained, because for me, I was just like, oh, he sounded good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that would, that's about how it would have been, or awesome, you know? <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, so that was when you were 11. And then, so we're going to fast forward here, like a few years. Uh, let's yeah. see. And you go to your first Iron Maiden show with your dad. Mm-hmm. Now, now, before before we get to the show, though, um, how did you prepare yourself for the show? Yeah, so I was really excited. I remember the tour was announced, but I hadn't seen the announcement. I just remember my dad coming into my room and he was like, so Iron Maiden are doing a show. It's in Manchester, which is close to where we live in Liverpool. Like, would do you think you'd want to go? Do you think you'd want to experience it? And I was like, no questions asked. I was like, yes, I want to go. Yeah. So as soon as the tour had started, like we're, I'm not sure where it started, but I was checking set lists. I was making playlists on my phone, listening to it in order. And I just wanted, I think it was a mix of, I really wanted to go and appreciate it and know the songs and know which was my favorite. But I also wanted to, impress my dad I think and show him you know this is something you care so deeply about and I also cared about it and I want to have a conversation with you about it and you know share our thoughts I think there was them two reasons so wanting to learn and wanting to know what was going on that's really really cool like as a dad of a like my daughter my daughter's 16 she's yeah. uh, so she's a little younger than you <laughs> and um but yeah that's to hearing that, hearing that, and just thinking of it, like that's really cool. That's really, really cool. So, do you remember what the car ride like on the way to the show was? Like, was your dad prepping you for the show, or was it what kind of conversation do you remember? If you do, yeah, I do remember. I remember we got the train. I think it was okay. the train. Yeah, we were on it together. So. And it was the first time we'd been anywhere together for a while, like out of city. Mm-hmm. So it was just, a, it was like a fun little adventure in itself. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and we'd got there. And for that particular show too, we were getting there early because we'd, my dad's part of the Iron Maiden fan club and he'd got us first, he'd come up in the ballot first to the barrier. Mm. So it was exciting to me, especially. I felt like felt like a VIP, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Special yeah. With the thing, so it was my first metal concert, first time seeing Maiden, and we were first to the barrier. So there was just a lot going on. I think, yeah. So he was talking through everything. He was giving me like a rundown. He was like, "Oh, you'll see Eddie and." they play Dr. Doctor before they come on the stage and you'll mm-hmm. see everyone go wild. And he was just really prepping me. And you could tell he was so genuinely excited to obviously see Iron Maiden. Sure, sure. Excited to expose me to this world for the first time too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, okay, so I'm trying to think where to go here. So, okay, first to the barrier. I've never even done that. So um, when you go, when you get let in, how many other yeah. pe- how many other people are getting let in with you? I think when we did it, it was fifty people had come up in the ballot. So about yeah, fifty of us. Okay, and so 
do, do they walk you right up to the front or do they just open the door and you'll you run in or how does that work <laughs> yeah so we had to meet in the car park of the arena i think first and then we all got little tags um little arm tags to identify mm-hmm. and they, they just took us in okay. um told everyone not to run yeah. a, a couple of people ignored that but we mm-hmm. just went in and yeah me and my dad didn't because it was the first time I'd be in and my dad knows I can get quite anxious sometimes we didn't go right to the front just to kind of ease me in but we just stood in a nice place in the middle and just when everyone like general admission happened just okay. let people file in around us oh, so we okay. just found a nice yeah we just found a nice comfortable spot just got used to where we were used to the environment and then yeah okay okay so okay so the okay, yeah because I, I was thinking of, i brought my daughter um of course when we when i took my i took my kid i have a daughter and a son and we went to the, the yeah. book of souls tour a few years before and yeah. and we just had we just had seats so we we weren't in the and I, I don't really like being in the like i can handle being in a crowd it doesn't bother me but yeah. i prefer to have just a seat that way i've like I'm I'm in my little spot and no one can take mm-hmm. it. No one can push or whatever. And if they do, hey, this is my seat. You got to move. You know. Yeah. But, okay. So so the show starts. Um, uh-huh. Doctor Doctor comes on, obviously, and your dad's probably. Yeah. You know, I know I know the feeling when Doctor Doctor when you hear the first little strains of the notes, you go, mm-hmm. "Oh man, here!" Like I remember telling my daughter, "Like this is it. This is it. They're playing this. They're on in five yeah. minutes. Get ready. Get ready." So what's your dad? What's your dad telling you? Like when Do- I mean, when Doctor Doctor starts, I'm sure his his level of excitement probably amped up a lot, right? Yeah, a lot. I remember him. I'd kind of stood in front of him, and he was behind me. So I remember him like grabbing my shoulders and shaking yeah. me. It's like I'm oh, made on an alien, <laughs> and I I was feeling that too. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, who who opened that particular show? It was a band called Kill Switch Engaged. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Did you like them at all, or at the time, not really. Um, I you... think it's yeah, it's just about taste and what I'd been exposed to already. I think. Sure, sure. Yeah they they opened the last show that I went to, um, which would be a year and year and four months ago or so. Yeah, they opened it, and I didn't even. They came on, and we walked out. <laughs> we just, yeah. I said, let's just go walk around. Let's go find. We were with some friends, like Matt was at the show, and a girl, yeah. named, girl named Melissa that we knew was there. So we just, I said, let's just go out there and we'll talk and whatever. I'm, yeah. I, I don't care about these people. So. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was more. I think it's because in my head, I'd so like methodically planned mm-hmm. for me, and I knew what to expect. I knew what was going on. That it kind of just took me a bit by surprise because I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, so the show comes, they get done with Dr. Doctor. And of course, yeah. you know, the lights go down and then, mm-hmm. and then they started playing the little Churchill speech thing. And, um, yeah. and then they, you know, next thing you know, they come running on stage. So, so it's kind mm-hmm. of tell me about your thoughts, like, especially, you know, right when they come on, what are you thinking? Yeah, so the first song of that particular show was Aces High. Yeah. So I remember just seeing the massive Spitfire prop just coming out on stage and being like, wow, because <laughs> um, it was just so grand and so big. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Bruce comes running on with this energy. And yeah. I was just like, 
it was kind of like overwhelming, you know, when it just takes you aback a minute. You've just got to kind of process what you're seeing. Yeah, sure, sure. That's cool. I, I have a but definitely in a good way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have of I have audio of when I went to that show. And because uh, I usually just I'll record a little bit and then I'll just hold my phone yeah. and let it record the audio. And right when they come on and my daughter, she sees the Spitfire and I can hear her on the audio. She goes, is that thing real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't think those little little strings would hold it up, you know. So I think I probably said something very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. So uh, let's see. So what were your overall highlights of that show? Um, I think definitely I remember seeing Fear of the Dark. That sticks with me because it was the first song I'd listened to. So to be actually a part of a performance of, yeah. I think that stuck with me. Um, also, Hidden Hallowed. Because mm-hmm. I, I, even before I knew like History of Maiden or understood any real context, I knew from just listening to it like how... In, impactful and intense of a song Hallowed was and really enjoyed it so I was looking forward to seeing that live oh, um, yeah. Yeah. and also The Clansman was a highlight of that show for me yeah. I think because our family and especially my dad's side of the family we all come from um, Scottish ancestry mm-hmm. so my dad was obviously really into it which made me really into it because I kind of I was not a challenge but I thought I have to match his energy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah interesting so now so you had so you had listened through the set list before like you had prepped and everything so how yeah. like were there was there anything that threw you off or during the show or was it just like you were into every song or or how was um, that yeah I think so. There was a couple of songs I listened to, but probably not as much. I'm not sure specifically what ones, but I do remember there was a couple of points where I just kind of took like a backseat and I didn't necessarily know what was happening or know everywhere to the song, but I just like watched and appreciated what was going on. Um, But yeah, I think I had a general understanding of everything, a general idea, but there were some points where I just took a step back and took myself kind of out of it for a minute and just watched them and watched everyone around also that was something i enjoyed doing just watching how into everything people were oh yeah yeah and you're it's lucky because like when i brought my kids the one song i really the the song i introduced them to was hallowed originally and yeah you know i remember we went on a little uh we went and walked on a little trail one day and I, i was telling we listened to hallowed on the way and then when we got there i'm walking around i'm just telling them you know kind of going through the story you know line by line yeah. and going you know this has happened and this is kind of what this has been explaining the whole thing so when i get to get them to the show and at that point they weren't they were not playing hallowed because there was like this lawsuit thing going on yeah. and it, it was so disappointing because i because yeah. i didn't know that they weren't playing it and they just didn't play it and i was like because i don't i like to go to the show without knowing the set list yeah. So I was just like, oh, they didn't play it, and it was just kind of a bummer. But then my daughter, she was really, really excited to hear it on the Legacy Tour as well, though. She was really pumped when yeah. they played it. So, um, Yeah. Now, you told me that uh, this show was either on Bruce's birthday or pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite close, I think. Yeah. And so you guys all sang happy birthday? Yeah, yeah. He, he was doing one of his 
talks talking to the audience and he he mentions about how close it was to his birthday or like it was his birthday next day i think if i remember mm-hmm. and yeah everyone started singing happy birthday and <laughs> i think it was it was quite a standout because it was just obviously it's something as many videos as i'd watched and as many things it's one of them moments you don't prepare for oh so sure. it was nice to be a part of absolutely so so let me ask you this do you ever attend um do you ever attend Liverpool uh, football games with your dad? When there is tickets available, yeah, it's tickets are hard to come by, but right. if there's ever one going, I'll I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and do they do? Because like at a Maiden show, like say whenever Fear of the Dark is playing and they have all the fans singing the guitar parts and all that, do you, mm-hmm. do, do they do these big chants and things like that when you if you're at like a if they do they do the big chants at the football games that your dad goes to? Yeah, yeah, they've got a range. Some new ones, some classic ones from back in the back in the day times. But yeah, okay, yeah, I know them all from from uh, dads. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't sing you those songs instead of singing you a uh, different world. <laughs> there, there was probably parts in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he probably made his own mix. <laughs> got his own playlist going. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so this is something interesting you mentioned. Um, and it leads to something interesting too. Um, you you said that I guess during the show you mentioned earlier that you sometimes could get a little anxious or whatever. But you said during the yeah. show you kind of you got a bit anxious and 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 I thought it was really cool what you said. Like kind of what happened during the show when you got anxious? Yeah. So I think it was actually during Fear of the Dark. There was kind of a mosh pit that kind of formed around us. So oh, it wow. kind of yeah. It was it was. I'd, I'd obviously know what it was and what happened, but I think I didn't expect to be in, in the middle of in it. The, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of got a bit anxious. My dad had picked up on it. So he was trying to, we we're trying to just move back out the way. Mm-hmm. And there was people quite pushing. Then there was this woman who was next to me and she'd also sensed it. So she kind of, she kind of like put a, self around me to stop me from being pushed and stuff and she she was like she was like winked at me and i was asking if i was okay and yeah it it always sticks out to me because just how it made me feel so safe and so welcomed into this environment and it's something i'll always remember yeah you mentioned um that there was like a sense of community and and i just remember yeah and and I don't know uh, because of your age. I don't know at that show if it would have been the same as when I took my kids. The I especially remember it the first time. I don't. It's probably going on a little the second time as well. But I remember we'd be walking by people, and people would look at my daughter and my son, and they'd be like, "You're so lucky to have a dad so cool to bring in you to see yeah. Iron Maiden and 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 all these just people. Everyone was so friendly. And yeah. And, and so it sounds like that's what you experienced. And I remember coming home cause my wife, you know, my wife had this, Oh gosh, you're taking my kids to this devil worship and thing <laughs> and all this. And I was just like, you know, it's not like that, but I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get past that with her, even though, but when we came home and I remember she was asking Sarah about it and Sarah was just like, yeah, everybody was so nice. And, and I didn't prep her to yeah. say it. She was just saying it. And I just was like, Cause I remember there was one time where I needed to take my son into the bathroom and my, it's me and my son and daughter <laughs> so we're standing out there and I don't, I can't remember if I, if I needed to take him or if I was just going to, going to run in there myself. And 
this like just some random dude standing out there. He's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye on her while you run in there real quick." And I'm just like, "Okay." And I'm thinking, "Okay, <laughs> this is the yeah. this is where you this is where you really find out how much community and good people are here." And yeah. you know, so we ran in and ran out as fast as we could. And you know, she, I came out. And she's just standing there talking to the guy, and I just thought, "God, this is." It was, but it was a really a real testament to like what the community, you know, a vast majority of that community is like. And I like reading yeah. your thing and here, seeing you say that and how you felt so strongly about the the just the sense of community that was there. I thought that was really really cool, really cool. Yeah, it's definitely a big takeaway. I had just how fr- friendly. I mean, obviously, like in all communities, you get you people stuff, but the large majority and everyone I personally encountered. Yeah. was just so friendly so welcome um so there was no i think it's something maybe you get some people who have this kind of oh i've been a fan for this long so i'm more entitled to something <laughs> than you i think yeah i see that sometimes but i didn't feel any of that yeah. especially even being younger i feel like it's more encouraged like people are excited that a new generation especially with maiden are mm-hmm. interested in their music and want them to be there and I think everyone just feels welcome there. I think that's what I felt definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's one thing I've really never experienced at a, at a maiden show as too much as that. And I, I was thinking, um, it would be probably different if you were at the show forty years ago compared to now, because because yeah. all these all these older people that are cool and have their kids with them and everything back then they were just you know probably a bunch of young punks, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but the but that's yeah that's the good thing about it yeah because it's people you you see people and you, you know especially anytime I see a younger kid at a concert you're always trying to talk to him hey is this your first show and mm-hmm. yeah I remember someone at the last one we went to someone asked was talking to my daughter like oh hey is this your first time to see Maiden she goes um this is my third time to see <laughs> Maiden like, like she was kind of she was kind of big shotting somebody you know like. <laughs> Like I'm a like hey I'm an experienced fan okay I'm not just one of these uh, young upstarts. <laughs> yeah. I was like hey calm down calm down that guy's probably <laughs> seen him thirty times you know so oh god so okay uh, let's see so that show let's see that was in was that show in two thousand was it what year would that have been eighteen nineteen eighteen I'm pretty sure yeah eighteen okay. possibly yeah, yeah eighteen or nineteen okay because I know we we saw it in. I'm trying to think. We saw it in September of 19. So I was thinking it was probably over there earlier than it was over here. So, yeah, I think it was about June or July. Pretty okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that would have been, okay, 18 or 19. So the next show you saw was just this past year. So, it was, yeah. How has your fandom changed, grown? Like, what's happened to your fandom of Iron Maiden between? that show and before you went to this last show yeah it's definitely grown a lot i think for the last show my mindset going in was i want to know all the songs from this show mm-hmm. but for the this past one that i went to i've you know i've spent my time i've worked my way through all discography Ugh. i've come to love songs that I haven't heard live. I didn't hear live, but I still love them anyway. Sure. It, I think it's just, it's grown into a natural like appreciation of I Maiden's music, not just I'm listening to these songs because I'm going to see them live. Yeah. That's really cool. That's like the natural, just, yeah. Like you would as a music yeah. fan, you kind of follow along and, 
Are you a fan of of all the eras of the? I mean, at least from the beginning to like you you like stuff from the current era as well as you know the earlier era that we me and your dad would have been seeing them in. Yeah, I think I think that's what I take away like the joy of being a younger fan. I don't kind of have any real bias. I'm just listening because <laughs> I don't really have sometimes much context. I'm just listening to a song because it's there. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like a, I like a mix of stuff. I gravitate. I do tend to gravitate. I'd argue to more earlier stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. But I, I like a mix of stuff, but probably with a preference to earlier Maiden. Okay, okay. So when you went, when did you go see the show uh, this past year? Um, it was July. I'm pretty sure July 2023. Yeah. Okay, okay. So and did you go to that? I, I take it you probably went to that one with your dad as well. Yes, me, me and dad went to that one. Yeah. So. Is when you go with so you go to the show with him? Is he does he have a, a regular person like he would normally go with outside of you? If if you weren't going to go with him, or was he just go by himself, or what? Yeah, just if if I was before I went, he'd just go by himself. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> me and him got more in common than I realized. Then because that's kind of <laughs> me. I I just don't really have a concert buddy. Uh, you know, I call, I told uh, I've told uh, Sarah I was like. I didn't have a concert buddy, so I had to make one. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, so how was the show? Uh, the the second show you went to? Yeah, it was unbelievable. I enjoyed it as for every minute this time. I think with experience and I'd yeah, I was just in it for the moment. I just loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. What were your what were your highlights? Like what which songs uh, stood out the most to you for this? Um. Definitely some of the Senjutsu songs, oh, I cool. think. Yeah, hearing them live because I'd only, obviously, the album's the most recent one, so I'd only listen to them on album. Okay. Only, and not pro- arguably not as much as some of the older stuff, so I enjoyed refreshing hearing them live. Um, yeah, I enjoyed hearing Alexander the Great live. That yeah. was definitely a highlight. So... Um, yeah. Plus, you're hearing songs that your dad's never heard live either. Yeah, point. I think that was really fun to experience it, not only live myself for the first time, but to be there while dad's experiencing them live too. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And you said that you were in between this time that you went to that first show and this most recent one. You said you were kind of also you know, kind of developing your own, your your own tastes were just kind of growing and you were kind of looking around and finding different bands and things like that. And one of those bands that you said you got into was uh, the band that opened this show, right? Yeah, Lords of the Lost. Um, I'd heard of them a little bit when it was first announced that they were supporting for Maiden at our particular show. I thought I wasn't going to have a, another kill switch engage situation. I thought <laughs> I'm going to prepare and actually listen. Yeah. Um, the top song on Apple, I think, at that time was Laura. So I listened to that and really got into that. So, and then after that, um, they got announced as Germany's act for the Eurovision Song Contest 2023, which mm-hmm. was happening in Liverpool, and that I luckily had tickets to go to. So I think that grew my excitement because I got to see them there. Okay. Too. Yeah, very cool. Now, and I know Kirsty will appreciate it because you you also mentioned that you become a pretty big fan of Voyager as well. 
Yes, I, I do love Voyager. I got to, I haven't seen them live, but I met them also during Eurovision. Oh, cool. There was, yeah, Lords of Lost done like a kind of intimate acoustic set at the Cavern Club. Um, so I dragged my, my best friend, who she's not necessarily into this type of music, but she was really into the Eurovision. They were doing like a first come, first serve. So I was like, we're going, we're queuing, we're going <laughs> to see them. And she's like, yeah, let's go. And I think what stood out about Voyager, because we were in the queue to see Lords of Lost, and they came just like, I think, about five minutes before the doors were about to open. Uh-huh. And they were like talking to everyone because loads of people in the line obviously recognised them. Yeah. And the security working cavern club were like, oh, come with us, you know, come into the venue. And they actually refused to go into the venue first because they were like, oh, no, these people have been queuing for ages. Like, we're not going to cut in front of them. And I think that really stood off. I was like, just like the the respect and stuff and then yeah they were really nice i got to have a little chat oh, that's really cool that's really cool yeah because they're because they're from perth where kirsty lives and kirsty's like yeah if i go down to a certain music store like two of the people in the band work there so yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny so yeah, they're just lovely people and great music yeah yeah so, okay, so do you and your dad ever just sit around? Like, I, I wonder about this because I don't really get to have these conversations with my daughter because a little bit, because but she's not like, she hasn't went all in on Maiden. She's more of a, you know, a pop. Like, she's real big into, like, Taylor Swift and stuff yeah. like that. But, but she does definitely appreciate Maiden and like them. So do you and your dad just ever sit around and just, like, have a big Iron Maiden chat or what? Yes, we do. Mostly it'll be in the car. Because mm-hmm. we listen to the albums in the car or we'll listen to a rock radio station where they often put Maiden on. And yeah, we'll often get into talks. I'll be like, well, I like this song personally. And then Dad'll branch off that being like, oh, yeah, I like it for this reason. And then tell me some of the history about it and stuff. And I think that's where I've got a lot of my knowledge and appreciation from, just mentioning something oh, and sure. then being educated about it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of like doing doing the podcast. Like it's interesting because we have conversations, and sometimes you you have thoughts, and then you hear somebody else say the same thing, or you or or share an idea that or something they may not have ever thought. Like they'll go, "Oh yeah, that song there," blah 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 blah, and you go, "Really?" Or or, or something they do like or don't like, and then you can kind of at least hear something and go, "Oh no, no, I really love that." I don't know why you wouldn't like that, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, does your mom like Iron Maiden as well, or is it just you and your dad? She does not. She does not. <laughs> she, she's not a big Iron Maiden. She does like other. She enjoys ACDC and enjoys Metallica, but okay. not really a big Maiden fan now. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're definitely a different style. I mean ACDC, Metallica is a, a little bit closer to Maiden in the um, you know kind of changing musical directions as far as. In a song, you know, it can go from slow to fast and change a bit. But yeah, ACDC, yeah, definitely. they're definitely, they're easier. I think they're easier to hear than Maiden is. Maiden's a little yeah. more technical at it. So, but, uh, okay. So let's see here. Now you had said this earlier. You had said, um, and in your emails, well, you said that you started listening to the podcast, uh, my podcast a little bit recently and but the one thing you did say was that you thought Matt was really long winded and talked way too much, right? 
<laughs> I don't quite remember saying that one. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Those are my personal notes, everyone. <laughs> I think this mix up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got your story and my story mixed up a little bit here. So, so okay. Um, a question about Kirsty now, because uh, what do you so? As a female listening to to the podcast, one of the things I think is really neat is because as I'm, as you go to these concerts, you probably do notice there's it's definitely probably way more guys than there are girls. And like yeah. me, like having Kirsty on the podcast, it wasn't even something I thought about. Like I didn't think, well, let me get a female perspective or anything like that. But I realized when I, you know, in hindsight, I kind of realized having her on the show, you know, gives it, a, it does give it a different perspective because, you know. Yeah. So what, like, how do you feel like when you listen to, like, you listen to, you know, me and Matt, the two, the two show idiots, and then <laughs> like, what do you think of Kirsty and what she brings to the show and everything? I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, I do really love listening to Kirsty. I think, and I've talked about this with that before. I think it's just because you can tell Kirsty's such a fan of just music. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really refreshing to hear, like, especially I'm a big fan of listening to the Waffle Zones because I just like the kind of unbroken, unstructured kinds of chat. Mm-hmm. I enjoy listening to that. So I always like listen, um, hearing about what everyone's listened to in the week. And I've quite often taken a few recommendations from Kirsty because I enjoy like the way she talks about music. But yeah, I in- really enjoy hearing what Kirsty has to say. And I always think she has some great viewpoints. So yeah, I am a big fan of Kirsty. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. She, she's definitely, and she's well-spoken about it too. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I enjoy too. She's very meticulous in what she's saying and yeah. can articulate it very well. Yeah. Yeah. And her, uh, her daughter and my daughter, they're, they're going to, we're working on this Taylor Swift podcast thing for them to do. And her daughter's yeah. very well spoken too. So <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, Sarah's going to be the uncle Steve of her podcast. So. <laughs> um, okay. So let me ask you one more Kirsty question here. What do you yeah. think about her accent? You're in, you still live in England. Is her accent completely Australian now or what? I don't think so, though. No. I personally, I can hear twangs of Australian, but I think to my ear personally, it's most mostly British, but with a twang of Australian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, she'll appreciate that. She'll appreciate that there. So, okay, so I've got, see, a couple more questions here. First yeah. off, I want to go through the albums. I go, go We're going to go, we'll start at the beginning, mm-hmm. work our way through the albums, and I want you to just name me your favorite song from yep. each album. So Yes. All right. So we will start we will start with Iron Maiden, the debut album. So what is your favorite mm-hmm. song from Iron Maiden? My favorite song is Phantom of the Opera. Good choice. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And I think that also because the whole I'm a fan of the novel, also Phantom of the Opera. So oh, okay. it's just like it's it's a perfect match for me. It's a great song. And I really enjoyed the context of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's one of my favorite. That was when I first started listening to Iron Maiden. The very first album that I had, or it was it was Live After Death, and and Phantom of the Opera was the song that stood out the most, like the one I liked the most on there. So yeah. Uh, what about on Killers? Um, Murders in the Rumorg is my favorite. I think after listening to it a lot. It's the song that always gets stuck in my head that I always end up gravitating to. 
Oh, okay, okay. Have you ever heard? Uh, have you ever heard Made in Japan? The little live album they have. Yes. Okay. See, I heard that. I heard Made in Japan before I ever heard Killers, and so my favorite song is Innocent Exile because it's on there. So. Yeah. What about uh, Number of the Beast? Um, as as I kind of touched on before, I think as as I I quite I like I quite ugh, sorry I like quite a lot of songs off that album, but it will always be hallowed. That's yeah. why I always gravitate, and I really like. I think what I've learned from going through and reiterating what my favorite songs is, I kind of gravitate to songs that have more of a kind of darker feel to it mm, or like kind yeah. of intense. So I really like the story behind Hallows and yeah, it's what I gravitate towards. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, what about peace of mind? Um, peace of mind is flight of Icarus. Okay. I think I just, I don't think there's any particular reason for it. It's just, again, what I always gravitate to and I just find it really catchy song, but in, in quite a good way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was my first, that's the first Iron Maiden song I ever heard. So yeah, that I'm aware of that I'm aware of. So yeah, and I heard it and I thought, wow, because yeah, I heard that probably in '85, and someone I always looked at their pictures, you know, like Number of the Beast, and of course back then it was just Number of the Beast and Peace of Mind and Power yeah. Slave and stuff, and I thought, man, these guys, they're probably way too heavy, you know, they just just by mm. looking at the album covers, and then when I heard Flight of Icarus, I remember going, oh, really? This is what they sound like. Like, yeah, I n- never would have expected. Yeah. So, speaking of Power Slave, what uh, what do you think of Power Slave? Mm-hmm. What's, what's that one? What's your favorite on that one? So I do love Power Slave itself, the song, but I think because of the attachment to it and how it was my first live introduction to Maiden, I think my favorite will always be Aces High. Aces High, yeah, good one. Aces High, good one there. Somewhere in time, I think I might know what you're going to pick on this one, but what you got? Yeah, this one, it kind of flip-flops around, and I think mostly because I've been listening to it a lot recently because of the tour, mm-hmm. but I I tend to lean towards songs that have a heavy bass line or a calf bass line. It's something that I always pick out in songs, so I usually tend to lean towards Stranger in a Strange Land, but also Alexander the Great is just one I can always come back to and listen to. So I think them too. But if I had to choose one, probably Stranger. Oh, okay. Okay. Stranger in a Strange Land. Very good. Curse you will appreciate that. <laughs> what about uh, Seventh Son? So Seventh Son, I have two that always stand out. Um, I listen to Moonchild a lot because I think it's a great opening to the album. Yeah. And I always like back to that. But I also find myself listening to The Clairvoyant okay. quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Okay. No Prayer for the Dying. Um, This one, I think I'd say No Prayer for Dying. I don't listen to it as much as possibly other albums. Mm-hmm. But Run Silent, Run Deep always stands out to me in that album. I listen to that one quite a lot. Okay. Uh, I think I know the answer to your next question. <laughs> <laughs> Fear of the Dark. Yeah, it is unsurprisingly Fear of the Dark itself. Yeah. I, I really like Fear of the Dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, good deal there. Uh, what about The X Factor? Yeah, I'm a big, um, for, as I said before, I kind of like songs with a darker feeling. So I, I tend to gravitate towards The X Factor as an album because I, I, obviously not all the time, it's quite intense, but yeah. when I'm in the mood, I, I enjoy like the intense feeling of it. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, my favorite is Blood on the Wild Hand. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, that you're right. That is, I mean, it's definitely a dark album. And the way you said it, you have to be, um, you have to be in the mood. If, if you're in the right yeah. mood, then it hits right. And then it, I know people that don't like it, and it's because it's, oh, that's not Iron Maiden, or whatever. It's like it is Iron Maiden because it's got Steve Harris and Dave Murray and Nico. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's an Iron Maiden album. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a completely different direction. But yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, what about Virtual Eleven? Virtual. I was going to wind everyone up and say The Angel and the Gambler, but <laughs> <laughs> my actual favorite song is The Clansman, as discussed before. I yeah, think. yeah. Especially that- like I think hearing it, it's a good song, but I think hearing it live just really takes the impact of it up and intensifies it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I remember when they started playing that on the Legacy tour because I didn't know there were some songs I knew were going to be in there, and then there were some I didn't like. I didn't know that was in there, and I didn't know what was a uh, sign of the cross, and I didn't know for the greater yeah. good of God. And I was like, when those three got played, I was just blown away because I just didn't expect any of them. And so it was really yeah. so cool to hear that live. So, yeah. Uh, what about Brave New World? What's your favorite song from that? Again, I like the songs were kind of the more intense, so I listen to Blood Brothers quite a lot, but also I love The Wicker Man. Yeah. Yeah, both of them. I play them quite a lot, too, <laughs> as a combination, yeah. So so let me ask you real quick. When you listen through, like, Maiden songs or whatever, are you – because my daughter, she likes to make playlists. Do you like to make playlists, or do you like to listen to just a straight album? Yeah, that was I just about to say. I – I enjoy making playlists okay, too. Okay. I have I have quite a different one. Sometimes I just want to listen to one album and just you know the feelings of that album. So yeah. I'll just play it either straight through or on shuffle. Um, I'll listen to my concert playlists a couple of times if I want to feel nostalgic or yeah. you know I know what songs are there. And then I also have a couple of others. So I have. Ones more upbeat. I have a playlist of more upbeat ones. Gotcha. A gotcha. playlist for more intense, and then a favorite playlist, which is where I'm taking my favorite songs from because I've put them in my album. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always like to listen. Kirsty's real big on playlists, and I'm just kind of like I like to hear the songs because I feel like when you get a playlist, you know, sometimes, and as you, I'm sure you know, like if you listen to or like shuffle. Like people listen on yeah. shuffle sometimes, and it's like if you listen to Brave New World, and then a song from Peace of Mind comes on, and then a song from, you know, No Prayer comes on. Like the production's different on everything, so it's like the volume levels go up and down, and just you know. yeah, it does kind of throw you around a bit. It's quite you go from one song and then the next one starts. You're like, well, it's it's, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's see. Uh, next would be a Dance of Death. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I have two for Dance of Death, but I probably lean most towards Passchendaele. I really like that song. But okay. I also, I do listen to Wildest Dream, Dreams a lot, too. Wildest Dreams? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That'll make Matt happy. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what about a, a matter? Oh, I think I might know the building. I don't know. This is, I feel like I could name this one for nostalgic. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to double this question up. Yeah. Take away the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And, okay, never mind. Let me ask it a different way. Minus Different World. Yeah. What would your favorite song be on A Matter of Life and Death? And maybe you already had a different one. Maybe I'm just asking too hard. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't already had to, um, two picked out. Yeah, obviously, nostalgia is a sentimental value, different world, but yeah. as a song for an album itself, um, for the greater good of God, is mm. one of my favorites. That is such a great song. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I'd probably rank it one of my favorite maiden songs just in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, uh, let's see. Next up, we have The Final Frontier. Mm hmm. Again, I'd, as an album, I quite like The Final Frontier. I find it in place quite different, but say, I think that's what I like about it. But as as a song, The Alchemist is one I go back to. Oh, cool, cool. A lot, yeah. Have you, I don't know if you've dug far enough back into the podcast, but, you know, we have those episodes, uh, the Somewhere Back in Time episodes. Yeah. And Andrew did a Somewhere Back in Time on The Alchemist. So it's really, it's really interesting. So Yeah, that, that's my plans for after I finish recording. I'll um, go have a little listen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, the one he did for Stranger to Strangeland was really, really good, too. But um, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see here. Next, well, I've got two more albums left here. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. The Book of Souls is next. Book of Souls. Again, I think Book of Souls is probably the album I listen to least. Um, okay. I, I think there's some good stuff on it. I enjoy it, but I just, for my personal tastes, tastes and what I enjoy, I don't find myself really gravitating towards it. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy Shadows of the Valley. I, I enjoy that song, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I do like Shadows of the Valley, too. I think that's a really good one. Um, and lastly, uh, Senjutsu, which is your favorite song from Senjutsu? So I I have two favorites that I'm set on for Senjutsu. I really enjoyed the Senjutsu album. I think from first listen, and that only got better as I saw it live, is the time machine. I really enjoy how it builds, yeah. like the intro and then as soon as it like hits its peak and I just, yeah, I listened to that quite a lot. And similar with hell on earth, I think I kind of not neglected it, but it wasn't one I really listened to that much. But then when I saw it live, I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, what have you been missing out on? Cause it was, it's such a good song live and it's one that's one of my most played now. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm see, that's one I'm really looking forward to hearing live. I haven't, Cause I haven't watched any of the, f- I've only heard one. Let's see. Which, yeah. which song have I heard live? Uh, Cause they're op- okay. Yeah. They were opening with caught somewhere in time. So I've listened mm-hmm. to caught somewhere in time about three times <clears throat> live just to hear, because at the beginning of the tour, people were talking about how Nico's drumming was on it and I wanted to hear it. So yeah. I've heard that a couple of times outside of that. I haven't played anything else. I haven't heard other than like an accidental snippet one time of one song, but I haven't listened. Yeah. I went out of my way not to listen to anything. So I'm like, I want it to be all be the first time I hear it is when I want to, you know, my own ears listening to it in a venue. So. Yeah. Oh, you'll definitely, you'll definitely enjoy it. It's yeah. a great experience live. Absolutely. Okay. So let's see here. Okay. One, this is the one last question I have for you. Mm-hmm. So. Would you like to give a special message to your dad? I would indeed. I will um, say, hi, Dad. Well, <laughs> welcome to the surprise podcast episode, because Dad doesn't know that I'm doing this. <laughs> um, and just probably just say a big thank you for inspiring me and encouraging me and 
you know, given me these experiences to listen to this music. And I feel like it's not only broadened my horizons into music because at the end of the day, I am just a music fan. I don't really have, I have genres I lean to, but mm. I just enjoy music. And I feel like it's not only done that, but it's, I think it's definitely brought, me and my dad have always had a good relationship, but it's brought us so much closer. Like I enjoy I know I've always got something to talk about. We'll always be sharing stuff on social media and you're being like, blah, blah, blah. you know, if you've seen this, seen this, and it brings discussion. And also this podcast itself is something we bond over. I always be like, oh, have you listened to this episode? Listen to this. And I think it's just, I just like to say thank you to my dad for giving me these opportunities. And it's something that I really value in life, our shared bonds and, just listening to Maiden and I think yeah it's just a testament to Maiden as a band also for how they can just transcend generations and no matter how long it's been since that first album or what they still release there's always new fans new generations and and the community of Maiden I've been introduced to so yeah just a big thank you and I will continue on (laughs) awesome awesome yeah I can i like the whole time I like I picture myself listening to my daughter try to say something like that. You know, that's the whole like it's really, really cool. And I think that's really you you said like just the what you just said, you said like y'all bond a little over my own podcast, which is like wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very cool. That's very, very cool. So um thank you very much for doing this. this is, I've really, really enjoyed uh chatting with you and and I'll say you're definitely a scaled down version of the chat bot. You're definitely not as <laughs> now maybe now maybe if it wasn't on, you know, a recording level, maybe you'd be going a little crazier, but uh yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm definitely the, the downgraded version of the chat bot. <laughs> I haven't quite had all the upgrades yet. <laughs> no, actually, you're upgraded because the uh, the the if you were if since you've been upgraded, you actually it, it makes you function better as in with yeah. other people. Like your dad, he just has he's like an older guy like me. He's just like, nah, I don't want all them updates. I'll just I was good enough when it started, you know. <laughs> chat 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 two point now with less talking. <laughs> yeah, like, it's actually now it can actually pause and listen a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man your dad's and your dad's are such a good sport about all this so i do appreciate it oh yeah he, he loves it yeah he loves yeah. yeah but but seriously um i i start off by telling people thank you for sending the story and thanks for doing this because a it's it's always fun to meet new people and, and chat and yeah and plus you know now when people hear about you they'll they'll actually be able to put a a voice to, to reading yeah. the things and hearing the little things and everything. So thank you very much for doing this, Lauren. It's been very nice to meet you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for letting me be on the show and letting me send in the story. And thanks for mentioning on the waffle zone. Cause that really prompted me to send in the story. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs>